Hello, Russell Howard here. Right now, I'm in America on tour, and while I'm here, I thought it'd be a good idea to record some special episodes of Wonderbox with comedians who rarely come to Britain. In case it's your first time listening, a Wonderbox is a place to keep things that remind you of all the best things from your life. So that's what this is, me and a guest talking about the things that make them happy. My guest on today's Wonderbox is a fantastic comedian from Philadelphia and the creator of the Amazon show World Series of Spades. This is Clint Coley's Wonderbox. Hello, I'm Russell Howard. I'm here with Clint Coley. Yes. He is a fantastic comedian from Philadelphia mm. and he's the creator of the Amazon show World Series of Spades. Yes. Hello, mate. First things first, what is the World Series <laughs> of Spades? So let's talk here. So Spades is a card game. Right. Um, See, I was thinking like shovel. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's, it's a card game um, heavily played in the black community. So right. if you got black people who listen to this podcast, they should know what Spades is, whether they know how to play or not. Okay. But Spades is, the World Series of Spades is essentially, you know, there's a World Series of Poker. Yes. So basically I took a game that was raised in our community. Yeah. And I made it a actual like show and a structured event. Yeah. And um, World Series of Spades is something that's near and dear to me. Um, we made the show during the pandemic, mainly because uh, my father, he had passed away and my father and I were spades partners so it's a, it's a partner game you gotta right. play with it you play with a partner and that was my way to pay homage to him but next oh, thing you know how it, sweet is we, that we got it we got it we got it picked up and uh, yeah we, we had some success so was your dad ever on the TV show no he we oh. filmed it right after he. so my dad passed in April 2020 uh -huh. I filmed the show the first season of the show in February 2020 and he never even got to see it done. He just saw. Oh, he just man. knew it was my idea. And but it's okay. Like I, I, I'm just happy that he knew I was doing something for him. Who's know? the who was better at Spade? You or your dad? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm better. I'm just going. Really? I'm gonna say I'm better. Yeah. Disrespectful. Do you know what? Because shit. man, sometimes <laughs> the teacher, the the student is better than the teacher. So you're Luke Skywalker. So your dad's <laughs> your dad's Obi Wan. I'm better. I'm better. Fine. I just, I, I'll stand on that. Yeah, but and he'd probably be proud of that. Because, yeah, he should be. Yeah, because he raised the winner. Exactly. So how it's, is spades different from poker? So what spades is, spades is a trick-taking game. So you ever play bridge? Uh, yes. So spades derives from bridge. Right. So poker is more so like you can play against a house, where spades, there is no house. You're playing against an, uh, an opponent that's right there. Fascinating, man. Yeah. So let's get cracking. Um, let's talk. So uh, we have this wonder box, and yes. you've got to put things that you adore yes. into the box. Yes. What is the first thing? Um, the first thing is my girlfriend. Okay. My girlfriend, Alicia. To my knowledge, that's the first person that's been put in a box. Yes. <laughs> which surprises me because yeah. I thought it, this box would be chock-a-block full of people, but you're the first guest we've had. <laughs> that I put, a, uh, put, put a person put in a box? Actual, yeah, we'll put some holes in. <laughs> She's going to survive. <laughs> so um, is she a contortionist or are we just going to... No, so the reason why I'm going to put her in a box is just because, you know what, I'm going to be honest with you. Relationships are hard, right? And like now we live together you know, we got a stepdaughter, like, well, she has a daughter, I'm, I'm like, I'm a stepdad. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man, like, this is the hardest shit I've ever done in my life, yo. So you be put her in the box just for peace. Yeah, man, exactly, <laughs> right, exactly, for peace, yeah. right? Like, you can't say I ain't talk about you. Yeah. You know, and also, like, it, you know, being a stepdad has become, like, being damn near an assistant coach. Of course. Yeah, like yeah. being a stepdad is like you. It's like we hear you, uh -huh. but we're not going to implement anything that you said. Like yes. it's like you know, like an assistant coach is like, ah, right, yeah, man, like he got a good idea, but no, we're going to listen to the head. And coach. the assistant coach does a lot of the work, but the media don't want to hear from him. Nobody want to hear from me. No. And do you ever pull the player, uh, as in the daughter, yeah, or son? I do pull her aside every once in a while. And does she sort of confide in you in the way she wouldn't with the head coach? Mm. 
Sometimes right. I will say that. How I, old I, is she? She's eight. Right. So sometimes she will definitely, you know. So here's the thing, right? You got to remember, she's still a girl, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of things she can't confide in me about. Like, I don't want to hear about boys. Like, you're eight. I know you're talking about boys. I don't want to hear about boys. You can't talk to me about that. So she's talking about boys already. Yo, listen, it blew my mind when my girl told me she was like, I was like, yo, what is she talking about? I would love, I said, randomly, I said, yo, I would love to be a fly on the wall when she's at school. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, she's talking about boys. Wow. I'm like boys. Like, what do you what do you mean talking about boys? She's like, yeah. I found out she had a crush on a friend of mine's son. Good, good guy. Or? He's a good guy. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you. kids, 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 good kid. <laughs> yeah. But still, it's like you got a crush. Like you're eight. Like I, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, of course not. And no. it's it's so difficult for you because you want to know all this information. How do you find it out? Because you can't put in the internet what are eight year old girls into. No, because <laughs> then you're <laughs> totally busted. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> so you just got. <laughs> But you've got, you've got to build. Why is that? I'm sorry. Why is this so funny to me? Like, well, because it is. But no, you, right. you want to know. Right. But you're right. like, do eight-year-old girls, is it right that they like boys? Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You can't say that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I had to think back when I was eight, and I liked girls. Did you? Yeah, and girls liked me back when I was eight. Okay. So, I... Uh, so how old were you when you got your first girlfriend? I was eight, I, but like I don't consider that a real relationship. But yeah, there was this girl in third grade named Brittany Prey. I don't know what she's doing these days. Hope you're okay, Brittany. Yeah. But <laughs> she was my first. She was the first girl I really like. I liked her. Liked her. Yeah. Like I couldn't wait to come to school because I'm I'm updating Brittany. She was fine back in, when we were eight. And did she hit on you, or did you? Was she quite literally your prey? What were we doing? <laughs> no, it was. Uh, we were we we were passing notes in class. Okay. We would always talk at lunch. We would always talk at recess. And then one day I finally was just like, yo, like, you want to be my girlfriend? And then we got, we got, so on the playground. Did you really say that? Yeah, you did. That I really that said makes it. you the coolest eight year old. Yeah. But hey, you, hey, yo, you want to be my girlfriend? Right. That's exactly how I said it. But here's the thing we got married like two weeks later. Oh, bloody hell, that's a quick relationship. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we had a, on the playground, we had a boat. They had a boat on the playground. I don't know why we, we had a random. <laughs> boat and in the bottom of the boat like you could go in there and like yeah me and my friends I had my homeboy James which I'm still cool with to this day yeah. he was the minister and I got married to Brittany Prey back in 1995 in a boat in a playground in a boat on the playground so I don't normally associate Philadelphia with a sort of a <laughs> the place that would have a boat on a lake why did they have a boat what happened I went to a private school when I was eight, so I got okay. lucky. You know what I'm saying. So it wasn't like you know I went to a, I went to a private school, so that yeah they could afford a boat on the playground. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like yeah. But it's just so <laughs> random, isn't it? It is random. Do you know what I mean? But we got a lot of money. Like, yeah, we, we just get, get a boat on the playground. Like, should we take the kids to the sea where they'll see a boat? Fuck that. <laughs> we'll bring the boat to them. It was probably the most fun architectural piece of playground equipment I've ever been around. Absolutely. Like I've never seen nothing like, you know, they had monkey bars, of course, they had a jungle gym, they had a merry-go-round, they had other stuff on the playground, but there was Fuck a- me, this sounds like Michael Jackson's back garden. It's <laughs> <laughs> insane. You went to school in Neverland, man. Facts, man, yeah. So but, I, we had a sandpit when I was eight. Sandpit's not bad though. It's not as good as a boat. No, it's not, no. So you had a, how long did the relationship last, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, she, ended up, she ended up dumping me for this guy named Isaiah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe a couple of months after our, our wedding. Okay. So it lasted, our, our relationship lasted about three months. Where'd you take one honeymoon? Was there a helicopter in the classroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually one day I got in trouble because I rode the bus home with her. And that wasn't allowed. I wasn't, well, here's the thing. I, my mom used to pick me up from school. Yeah. So this particular day I was like, nah, I'm riding home with my girl. So I got on the bus and I rode home with her. 
and I lived maybe 15 minutes away with her, but 15 minutes away walking. Mm. But it was walking through a dangerous neighborhood. Right. So I put my mom was not happy about that. Like I put myself at risk to essentially walk a girl home. But what, and this is when you were eight. That's, that's incredible. Eight. So yeah. to go back to your sort of current girlfriend now, have you always been? Because you struck me there. That's a very romantic gesture for an eight-year-old. Yeah, I've never done anything like this for my girl now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> never done anything. No, I'm teasing. Here's a question: mm -hmm. If if you hear a noise in your house. Um, and you sort of suspect somebody outside, are you the kind of uh, boyfriend that protects the house? Yes, so yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm scared. Yeah. So like, I would even say this happened maybe a month ago, right? Okay. Like I heard a, a huge like doo doo, and all it was was the vacuum cleaner fell down, right? Cause we, you know, we leaned the vacuum cleaner up against the wall, it fell down, but in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh no, we about to get robbed. And she was like, babe, did you hear that? Go downstairs and see what it is. And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, you coming with me? Like, we we both gonna die, but nah, I went downstairs by myself. It's funny, isn't it? We have equality in every area of life, except for that kind of 2 a.m. Yeah. sort of tap on the yeah. shoulder. There's yeah. a noise. Yeah. But I, I thought we were equal. Yeah. Get down there Get now. Get downstairs right now. Grab something under the bed. And that's the thing, we don't have no guns in our house or nothing, so like, I'm going about, I'm about to go downstairs, like, what am I gonna do to this guy? Mm. If he's in the house and he, like, what am I gonna do to him? I can't fight him, or can you? I don't, I mean, I can fight, but I don't know, like, I don't, you know how, like, there's guys who can, like, beat you up with you having a gun? Yes. I'm not that guy. No, no. No, like, if you got a gun, like, you can take whatever you want. Yes, you absolutely. Know? You can take whatever you want. To get back to the girlfriend, mm. what is so special about her that, I mean, this fuck me, it's a huge question, is it? But no. why specifically would you like, what, what does she mean to you? I'm gonna be honest with you, she's the first girlfriend I've ever had that we were actually friends first. Okay. Like I've known her since college and we weren't ever romantic. Like she was really just my friend. And what happened was she came out here for work and she was like, hey, let's just get dinner. And it wasn't like, there was nothing. It was like literally two friends getting dinner. Somewhere during the dinner, I'm like, yo, she fine. We haven't stopped hanging out since. Amazing. What was she eating? Uh, we went to this spot called Truxton. I think she had like a solid or something, but I don't rem I don't remember exactly what she had. Oh no, because I was just thinking because you were it was halfway through the meal and you went, she's fine. Yeah, and I was just sort of wondering, and it was a salad place, yeah. so that proves how attractive she is. Because facts, sort of being a lettuce muncher, <laughs> isn't sort of traditionally facts. sort of you know facts. Do you know in Denmark they got, they have porridge bars? You know, like oatmeal porridge bars. Mm -hmm. Like bars. You could go to a bar yeah, it's like and a, get porridge. Yep. It's like a restaurant and you'll see loads of kind of young, hip couples eating porridge in front of each you other. You know what? I've seen that here, but not more so porridge. Like you can go, I've seen cereal bars. Yeah. Like you could go to a bar outside of getting a drink. You could get you like a bowl of like Captain Crunch or something like yeah. that. Yeah. That's romantic as fuck. Yeah, but kind of bizarre, isn't it? It is, uh, yeah. Because yeah. oatmeal porridge, it's it's a sloppy thing. It is. Do you know what I mean? But do you dress your oatmeal up? What do you do? What do, you, what do, do you I dress it up? Yeah. If I was going to have oatmeal, I'd have some banana and I'd have some honey. That's, that's dressing it up. And possibly some flaxseed because apparently that keeps you regular. Okay. I've never heard of that one, but yeah. I, all right, all right. You, I, do you struggle shitting or are you regular? <laughs> no, I'm, reg I'm pretty regular. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. regular. I'm, 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 do you know, I don't know a stand-up comedian that, that isn't. Do you know what I mean? Because I think every every day there's going to be a moment before we do a show. I got a shit. There's going to be a big shit. It's got to. Mm. But see, here's the thing. I'm, I, are you a morning shitter or are you? Oh, a I'll do it at any hour. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's kind of. And when I hear about people mm -hmm. and they say, "Oh, I go at this hour," mm -hmm. it slightly frightens me. 
because so, yeah. I, I think there's there's almost like a, a Tourette's-like quality to my anus. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh no, not in public. But the crazy thing is my lady poops every morning the same time every mm. morning. That, that's, that is weird to me. For me, I don't poop, how, how do I say this? I can't, so if I'm at a show, yeah. I can't poop in public. See, I find that weird. There's a lot of people I, like I can't you. poop. I just, why? You know why? And this may sound very weird. I get ass naked when I poop. Right, I've heard about I people have to like get, you. Like, I have to get butt ass <laughs> naked when I poop. Why? I don't know. Like, it's been like that since I was a kid. Yeah. I've always been like, like my mom, like I would literally like, my, I'll never forget, my mom came in the bathroom one time. <laughs> and she was like, why the fuck are you naked? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to poop. She's like, whatever happened just pulling your pants down right yeah or the one time <laughs> like the one time i pooped in school no bullshit the one time i pooped in school i was in the stall ass naked god your life would have been over if you'd have been found right ass naked yeah yeah because like you're no longer clint no <laughs> you're like nude shit or yeah. something like that but like nude shit. but that's you done that's so facts. It's in yeah. it's that thing. You make one mistake. I yeah. think it's the same for girls, but you make one mistake mm -hmm. as a as a boy. It's over. And that's I've got a friend of mine who's called Boner, as in like and you know to get an erection. That happened to me in school too. Yeah, but I don't know his name. We just know Boner. I just know Boner <laughs> because he got a Boner once when he shouldn't have got a Boner, and that's, that's it. And his mum calls him Boner. <laughs> Do you have a nickname for your for your girlfriend? Does she have a nickname for you now? No, we just just Alicia. just pals. Yeah, just. Yeah. And will you? How long have you been together? Four years. Okay. Wow. So it's a pretty yeah, sort no. of yeah. So, and you now live together. It's the hardest shit ever. Yeah. Because like, what does she do? She works for Google. For Google. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Should nice. I said that on here? That's no, fine, man. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's other uh, other search engines, <laughs> but there isn't, is there? No, Go not really. Google still advertise, which yeah. is baffling. Like Anthony Joshua advertises Google in the UK. You're like, why? Why? We, <laughs> we, the first of all, the fact that Google it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yo, yo, I gotta go. I gotta do this. All right, Google it. Mm -mm. Everybody knows that. Is she privy to the things that people Google? Mm, yes, like she's on the sales side. So presumably that's just wild. Yeah. Like some of the things that Google gets asked. And you know what's crazy? Don't forget, like when you do a crime, like there was a situation here where a girl named Carly Russell, she faked her own missing persons report. Right. But she literally, before she did it, she Googled like how long are you, how long do you have to be missing for somebody to be like, yo, this is a missing, like just, they can tell everything you Google. And you got she got access to that kind of information. Fuck me. So when she comes home kind of ashen-faced, do you sort of, because my wife's a doctor and I know mm -hmm. that look of like, oh, something's happened at the mm -hmm. office. And given what we do, do you find it hard to kind of share your job? So the crazy part is, right, like we only talk about her job. Mm. Like I don't really want to talk about comedy, especially if you're a comedian who does it like at a decent level, you know what I'm saying? like. It's like, how was your show? I mean, it's fine. I'm funny. Like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, what? Like, what? What do you want me to say? Well, there's two ways to describe it, isn't it? Whenever you go, how was the gig? Yeah, it was good fun. It was which good. means it was incredible. Right. Exactly. Or, or exactly. Yeah, it was fine. It which was, means it, it was. It was. It was, it was right. really just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, was, yeah. Like, I, I got laughs, but it wasn't spectacular. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then every so often, there's that one where you have to talk about it because someone in the crowd is just so... I had a person get a seizure at my show. I've had somebody... Is that for enjoyment or were you... I don't even know. That's the thing. Like, I don't even... I can't even hang my hat on somebody having a seizure. Yeah, I've seen some wild stuff in my show. I've, there's people fought in, in the audience. I've had that before. Yeah, yeah like yeah. legit, like break out in a fist fight, you know? And did you carry on or...? 
I just kept, yeah, I acted like I didn't see him. That's I remember right. doing a gig in Glasgow in Scotland. I don't mm. know if you've ever been. Never been to Scotland. But I was doing this arena and I heard this. This is how, like, you could hear, like, <laughs> like, you could hear the. That's hilarious. You fucking idiot. All of that. And I was like, well, that, that. That doesn't yeah. sound good. No. <laughs> and I've never sounded more English. So I was like, w what's going on up there? <laughs> and then, like, this guy shouted out, I'm having a fucking fight. <laughs> and there was a young woman down the front who, would just, who just turned to me and went, Carry on, they'll, they'll tire each other out. They'll tire each other out. That's, like, and no no just, breaking it up. Nope. Just, just. They'll tire each other out. <laughs> it's the most Scottish thing I've ever heard in my life. What's yeah. the next thing you want to put in the box? All right, the next thing I want to put in the box is my DJ equipment. Nice. I'm a, I'm a, I, I, so outside of stand-up, you got to have a hobby. Uh -huh. DJing is my hobby. So you're a DJ and a boxer and a stand-up comedian. A you're yeah. an all-in-one entertainer. That, that's just me. But here's the thing, though. I don't make money off DJing. Like, that's not something that, like, when people ask me, like, yo, like, okay, I'll be at a gig and I'll be DJing. And people will not, there's some people, or there's people who don't know that I do stand up. It would be like, yo, how can we book you? And I'm like, I mean, you can't. I mean, and not because I'm I'm just that good, it's just that you can't book me for a D. Cause like once it becomes business, I don't want to do it anymore. What kind of music are you playing? I'm playing anything. So sometimes I'm playing hip hop, sometimes I'm playing R&B. A lot of times, sometimes I'm playing EDM. Sometimes I'm playing um, house music. I'm just playing, you know, whatever, however I'm feeling at that point in time. I know how to control a vibe in the room. But now here's a question. Go ahead. Given that you know how to control a vibe in a room, mm -hmm. do you ever use your musical powers just to calm things down in the house? So I'm a playlist guy. Yeah. Right? So like any time that I, you know, if there's ten, like not even really high tensions, but like my girl knows if I'm playing music, like I'll just come, hey, come on in here and just sit down and enjoy what I'm playing. Yes. Is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Just come and sit down. Just come sit, sit, come down. sit down. That sounds a bit like Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> sit down. Just enjoy come. what I'm playing. Is there? Is there? I want to name my room now. My DJ room, Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Do you? Is there a song that you're playing at the minute you just can't get enough of? Right now, yeah. um, I'm a big fan of this guy, rapper named Larry June. He uh, is from the Bay Area, from San Francisco. Yeah. And yeah, he got a song called "The Good Kind." It's a very up-tempo, upbeat. I like the fact that I live in California as I'm listening to it, because it sounds like, like the, the, the vibe is very sunny day-ish, like it's nice outside. Right, okay. Feel good music. Yeah, nice. Did you, have you ever gone through sort of like a Radiohead phase? Or have you always been kind of upbeat music? I've, I've, Do you have an angsty phase? <laughs> no, I'm actually all, I'm all, so for me, I'm actually all over the spectrum. Like, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Just as much as you hear me listening to like hardcore hip hop, you can also catch me listening to the slowest country song. To me, good music doesn't have a genre. Mm. If it's fire, it's fire. As a matter of fact, some one of my favorite group favorite groups is from the UK right now. Oh yeah, who's that? Group named Children of Zeus. Okay, they're from they're from Manchester. Okay, really dope du dope dope duo. They're about a they're like a hip hop R and B duo. And are they, are they rapping in a northern accent? They're oh, with the children of Zeus. <laughs> they're not, yeah, they know they're rapping. In, yes, All yes. Right. But they also singing too. They have beaut like it's beautiful harmony like. It's good music. Maybe there'll be some sunshine tomorrow. Be on the 
cloud I'm saying it's persistent Lord guide me I'm trying to make a difference I'm a beast of What's the next in the box? So outside of D so can this be separate? Absolutely. Only reason why because I'm a D I like DJ, mm -hmm. but also I have a very crazy vinyl collection. Oh, okay. Like and when I say a crazy like I own like maybe seventeen, eighteen thousand vinyls. Really? Well, I'm that guy. How much are you sitting on? That feels like a lot of wealth. I don't know, because here's the thing, right? Like a lot of it so records are passed down through my family, mm. right? Mm. So like my dad and my dad's brother, who are both not here, of course they gave me their entire vinyl collection, yeah. right? So you talk about my dad who always brought an album every week when it came out, my uncle who brought an album every week when it came out, like you amass a collection. Then of course there's my personal collection that I used to, I was amassing over time and yeah, I'm into the science of vinyls. Like prime example, like there's a Tony Braxton album, their first one that I, I own, right? I Is it Unbreak My Heart? Was that a song? That's the second album. Apologies. The first, no, 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 it's cool. You know, but yes, but yes. So on the first album, though, they stopped making vinyls. Right. So the album was only made in the UK and it was only made in like Jamaica or something like that. But there were only like four to five hundred printed. I bought it online or bought it off eBay for about $175. People were like, oh, why? You know, that's very expensive for a vinyl. I was like, yeah, but I own one. Of 500 and I guarantee you in 15 years those albums get lost now I own one of probably that are actually around an original one too they'll probably of course they'll probably reprint it and make new ones of course because you know vinyl is in right now mm. but yeah I'm very 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 detail oriented when it comes to it so are you uh, holding on to that as an investment or are you playing it I think I want to pass them to, I don't want to sell them I'll never sell them right I'll pass them to my kids yeah and I hope they don't sell them are there kind of any musicians that you've held onto there and then suddenly like, do you know Gary Glitter? I don't know who Gary is. <laughs> so basically, there you go. Dan. Well, you wanna, yeah, Dan, what's, what's so funny? Who's well, Gary Glitter was, uh, he had a song, you wanna be in my gang, my gang, my gang, you wanna be in my gang. He's now a, an unbelievably prolific pedophile. Mm -hmm. So the point I'm making is, are there any kind of vinyls that you have where the artist has since changed? Oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? When you were sitting on a lot of, lot of money and then you switch the news on one day and you're like, oh, God, he fucks squirrels. <laughs> and suddenly, I mean... You got any R. Kelly stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> I do. Do you regret not shifting that before? Um, No, I'm not. A, now, look, I don't listen to his music anymore or anything like that. But, yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I knew. I saw the tape when I was a kid. But, <laughs> I, I, but I didn't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I didn't know it was going to be... To this magnitude, yeah. You know, if I ever go go dive and I see it, right, I'll just throw it away. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. won't feel any like he doesn't. He he's not worth shit to me. Yeah, fine. Are there certain albums that mean more? Because if you got eighteen thousand, mm -hmm. it's like having children. Mm -hmm. Which are the ones that are really special? The ones that are special are the ones that, of course, that are ones that are really hard to find. Mm. Um, so again, that Tony Braxton album is very dear to me. Right. Um, I did there's records that I still love the Thriller vinyl I remember yeah. my mum and dad had that you know when Michael Jackson was just led down exactly and there's the tiger and then there's also like what imagine I'll having a job where you can have like if you worked in an office mm -hmm. and you wanted a little photo of you you know so you can get into your office you can't have a tiger no do you know what I mean it's, it's Michael Jackson he could he literally is the guy who could do whatever the fuck he wanted yeah like a tiger a, a tiger yeah 
laying down with a tiger in yeah, debt. Yeah, exactly. In a full in a full white suit, and it exactly, and it looks cool. What? Yeah, and, and there's no the confidence it takes to be able to put on a white suit with the threat of shitting yourself near a tiger. Near a tiger, because <laughs> yeah. here's the thing, right? Like. You could be as that tiger could be as controlled as he want to be. Mm. Still a fucking tiger, absolutely. <laughs> you know? And it looks like the tiger. Such was Michael Jackson's fame around that time. It looks like the tiger's going. This is Michael Jackson. Jackson right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, now some of my vitals um, that mean more to me are the ones that yeah, like I just can't. You can't get them anywhere. I do have a rare Jackson Five record. Actually, there's their first album, ABC. Is that got Ben on? No, Ben's not on that. Yeah. Ben is on Michael Jackson's first solo album. So a lot of people think Michael Jackson's first solo album was Off the Wall. Yeah. His first solo album was the one with Ben on it. He was about maybe 13, 14 when he cut that album. Or maybe a little younger, but it was like Jackson 5 era, like Michael's a hit, let's give him a solo album. Mm. Just didn't do that great. And then he wrote a song, because Ben is, is a love song to a rat. To a rat, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But catchy. Catchy. But I don't even listen to Ben. Like Ben, the two of us need. Is it look no more? So, I, you know what's we crazy? Both I found what we've been looking for. I couldn't tell you anything about the Ben song because it just I just can't fathom dedicating a song to a mouse or a rat. Yeah, you about to look up the lyrics, aren't I you? I am because <laughs> you about to look because <laughs> I, I just there's something really. Let's have a look. See, so this is a song to a, a to a rat. So it goes, Ben, the two of us need look no more. We both found what we were looking for. What were they both looking for? Well, this is what I'm like. Presumably, a, a rat was looking for cheese. Cheese. And what was Michael looking for? Uh, a I, friend? A father figure? <laughs> 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 and knowing just his a, father, right? Just a dad that leaves him alone. Um, uh, <laughs> this is fucked up. We both found what we were looking for this with a so friend to call up. my own. I'll never be alone. And you, my friend, will see. You've got a friend in me. That's so, Which is lovely. But I don't I, like those lyrics. Can you imagine Ben... From the perspective of the rat, he's just who, who the is this fuck guy? is this crazy <laughs> guy singing at me? I would love to hear Ben's version of Ben, or what if he made a song called Michael? Yeah, it's like where and it's, <laughs> it's about him telling his mates, "You won't believe the day I've had <laughs> this uh, this guy with the voice of an angel just as picked me up and said that we had a lot in common, and I froze." Are you scared of mice? Because I yeah, am. I hate I'm, them. I'm so I would, I'm f terrified of mice. Do you know one of the one of the most terrifying experiences I've had in my life? Talk right, to me. I was in India. Okay. I was filming a show, mm -hmm. and we had to go into this temple, which was full of rats, full because the people in this town believed that the rats were their ancestors. So there were big trays of milk and cheese and the people would drink from the same bowl as the rats. Now I'm scared of rats. I was so worried they were gonna scurry up me, but what I was really worried about is if a rat came near me and I stamped on it, yeah. suddenly, I'm a dead man because, because they're like, he, he killed granddad. He killed, he killed the ancestors. So that is the most frightening experience of my life. Just like seeing them, just a temple full of rats. Rats Awful. make me, like it makes you itch. When you see like rats, like first of all, I, I, this is why I don't like New York for this reason. Mm. Like, and the rats in New York are something else. They're this, grown ass men. They are. And they're, they they're, have gangs. <laughs> mate, I saw one playing Wordle. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> Wordle. Like, but, but there's such a ho-hum to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's a rat It's there. a rat. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing. There's a massive rat dragging a pizza down some steps. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. No, it's just what they do. Ben was written for a film. 
It was written for a film. Yeah, it was. He's what, right. Yeah. What's a film called Willard about a guy who made friends with rats? But where it gets interesting is there was a sequel called yeah. Ben, where the rat turns evil and recruits other rats to attack the humans. Okay. This gets even funnier. Yeah, man. I'm glad you gave us that information. To my knowledge, it's the second best anecdote about a, a rat movie. Ever. Now, now here's the best. <laughs> there, there's a film, a horror film, called Ratman. And it's a it's a man who's part rat, and he lives in the toilet. And what he does is he, he comes up and he he eats people's ass and then kills them. And the tagline to the film is Ratman, the critter in the shitter, <laughs> the critter in the shitter. Yeah. And the fact that you eat ass, that's how he. Yeah, yeah. But so, uh, but the trailer is just there's lots of people. There's pictures of people's face just. <laughs> <laughs> down for a shit and i mean you i would ruined man. i can never pull yeah. like well no of christ yeah i mean yeah. you've got a phobia you'd have all your clothes off rat man would look, uh, yeah. rat man would look at you and go this is the this, best day of my this life is prime guy right here <laughs> yeah. i've been waiting for this yeah exactly <laughs> what's the next thing you want to condoms okay <laughs> wow condoms yeah they've, they've saved my life Right. I always think, what would my life be like if I had a kid at like 22, right. 23? Like yeah. a lot of my friends had kids young. Mm. So I'm thinking about, hey, what would my life be like? And I wouldn't, I know for a fact, I wouldn't be a comedian. Why is that? My comedy career started when I was 19. I didn't start making real money till I was 28, 29. Mm -hmm. We're talking a 10 year period of some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And I say that to say, if I'm not making money and I got a son or a daughter, yeah, you, you got it. You, you got to quit. You got to either you, or you got to do something. Yeah, right. And I know I wouldn't be able to. Like I was able to dedicate all of my time. Yeah, to being a stand-up versus I got to do something. But it sometimes goes the other way as well. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. But sometimes I've seen quite a lot of comics in the UK that when they have a kid, they get hot, go harder. They sort of suddenly feel that need yeah. to kind of go okay. This gotta, this has to work. This has to work. Yeah. But I think it's because I started when I was a kid as well, mm -hmm. and it's that thing. What was great is that we never had a wage to compete with. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I so that makes so sense. I started when I was 18 mm -hmm. and I wasn't like I was going, oh God, I used to make X amount mm -hmm. in my office you job. Make shit. Yeah, yeah, so it was sort of, but there is that moment where, and every comic has it when you're on that kind of precipice of, eh, is this, right? can right. I justify right. this? Right. Am I mad? Right. And you're sort right. of seeing your old, schoolmates and they've now got proper jobs right and right you're just and you're just sitting here and, and, and i'm on somebody's couch yeah like i was living on somebody's couch when i was 25. yeah thank god for condoms right i was broke i was fucking but condoms i always made sure no matter because i couldn't afford a kid i just couldn't yeah so that that is condoms of my uh, condoms saved my comedy career wow that feels like the if you were ever gonna do an endorsement and the advert could be lots of little use in various stages, kind of, you know, like a year old, 10 years old, fit, just yeah. they're all screaming, dad, 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 dad. And they're all inside of a condom. They're all inside of a condom <laughs> and then they st you just slowly choke <laughs> them out. <laughs> like that, like that. Just like that. dark as shit, but I like it, I like it. And then you, and then you just, yeah, you just sort of stroll and you, grab, you pick up the mic. That's the advert. That's a great, yeah, no, no, that's it. No, that's, that's, hey, Trojan, uh, if you guys are hearing this. No. I don't think condoms get advertised, do they? I'm just trying they to They don't, well, yes. I'm trying to think they, if I've seen. I see every once in a while you'll see a condom commercial. 
more so like like it's like we got Trojan fire and ice. Like it, it's it, Trojan fire and ice. So a fire and ice condom is like I guess it feels like well I don't you know I don't use condoms anymore. But yeah, fire and ice is kind of like you you're it's it feels like two very different options <laughs> yeah but it's like one of you's receiving fire but it's supposed to be like it feels like the real thing like that's the the thing they're trying to make condoms now to make it feel as less like a condom but like no matter what it yeah. feels like a condom and it's called fire and ice it's called fire and ice wow so i was like yeah, it's like an icy hot for your dick but I can't imagine that's pleasurable isn't no. it it's, it's, it's well like, i i don't know I, I i've never had a fire and ice condom but yes, they advertise. No, but I've never put a popsicle up my ass, but I can't imagine it's pleasant. <laughs> right. Like, I just, fire and ice. Fire and ice. Is, of all the combos, the confusion that your dick is going to feel. Yeah. Like, and what is she feeling? That's the question. Yeah. The condom is on us. Yeah. But the condom is going in her. Uh, that's right. So what is she feeling when this fire and ice mm. goes into her vagina? Yeah. Like, fire and ice sounds like big red gum to me. Okay, you've lost me a bit. You ever had big red gum? No, he sounds a bit like an American wrestler. It's like a gum that's like very cinnamony. Chewing it, gum? Yeah, okay. but it tastes like fire and ice. You ever had fireball whiskey? Yes, I have. It's like that. Yeah. It tastes like that. By the way, fireball whiskey, or whatever the fuck it is, it's the worst shit ever. I, you know, I was I was given that. Um, it's the worst. It's the worst. Like a speedway thing that it's I did. It's the worst. Yeah. The last time I threw up from alcohol, was having fireball. Yeah, and it's one of that you have one sip of it and you sort of feel this instant need to get a truck and just ram it into another truck. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. It's the if somebody gets you a bottle of that, they do not love you. <laughs> yeah, they want you to, to they, do something. Yeah, that's the worst. They need the, an accomplice. Hands down, worst liquor of all time. That's interesting. Have you ever had Morgan spiced rum? Yes, not Captain Morgan. Yeah, but, yeah. Lord, it's, not, it's not Captain Morgan, right? Just it, Morgan's. No, no, he's a captain to mind. I think he is. So the guy, the, the, this this guy. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I, but that's not bad. Captain Morgan's not bad. So okay. I was on a uh, stag do, like a bachelor party on mm -hmm. a boat in Greece, and we were only allowed to drink spiced rum for four days. And only allowed? Only allowed. I wouldn't be drinking. Yeah, but there was nothing else. I so would just we, drink water. Yeah, there wasn't any water. I'm not kidding you. It was like we were away at sea. Well, I'm at the sea, man. I'm going to go. I'm going to get a cup. And I'm yeah. going to go in the Mediterranean Sea. It was brutal. <laughs> but you, know, you know, everyone's got that alcohol where you look at it and you're just like, yeah. 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 No, me, it's, it's, it's that fireball. Mm -hmm. Vladimir Vodka. Vladimir. Vladimir and Bankers <laughs> Club and Everclear. All of those vodkas were my college days. Right. We couldn't afford Kettle One. Couldn't even afford Smirnoff. Literally, it's plastic bottle liquor. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they got some of that kind of stuff in the UK, too. What's the drinking age in the UK, by the way? Uh, is it 21? 18. Oh, it's 18? Yeah. See, the UK, we don't really, like, you guys, it feels like you sort of start smoking weed from, like, 12, and then you drink later, yeah. whereas we start drinking when we're 12, really, and it's sort of like, normally, mm. you kind of go to parks, and everyone kind of has, like, Blue mm. Wicked or cider, and you kind of get drunk in a park. Mm. That's a great thing. That's a great point, because I didn't, well, I don't smoke, right? I've never smoked. Or, I, I mean... But do you know what I mean? But yeah, if but I get it, what you're saying. Yeah, like the first thing I was introduced to when I was a kid was weed. Yeah, weed and cigarettes. 
But drinking, I wasn't introduced to drinking till I was like 18 or 19. And of course, you're not old enough to drink until you're 21. And what was your first drink? Can you remember? Yes, it was Bacardi Raz. Okay. And like Ocean Spray Cran Grape Juice. Yeah. They called it a Jolly Rancher. Yeah. It was actually a good drink. It's pretty sophisticated. It was a very good drink. I'm and not even going to lie to you. Where were you drinking this? I was at a hotel party. Oh, Aged 18. 18. You at were a, a hotel party having yeah. a cocktail. Having a cocktail. And, and I had sex that night. Holy oh, shit. I had sex that night. That's a, that's a tremendous evening. That was a great evening. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember that was like first time being drunk. And I was like, this is what being drunk feels like? Mm. Oh man, I, I want to do this more often. Yeah. The f first drink I had was Strongbow. Do you know Strongbow? Yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Strongbow. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a quite a hard cider. And I had that when I was 13. Mm. And 13. there was a girl called Abby that I quite fancied. And uh, she gave me a cigarette. And I tried to light the cigarette without putting it in my mouth because I didn't know how to do it. I was trying to just look cool. And yeah, no, and you didn't. Nah, man, I just <laughs> couldn't did. light it. I was just like, and I sort of said to her, I was like, I think, I think this thing's fucked up. <laughs> She's um, like, no, you fucked up. Nah, man. How about you, Dan? What was your first drink? Yeah, same. West Country cider, probably dry backthorn, but put like blackcurrant squash in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a big thing we do in the UK. We mm. kind of have... Uh, like you might have Guinness and you put blackcurrant in it, or you'd have like cider and you put a bit blackcurrant in it. Man, I gotta come drinking with you in the UK. Yeah, I like that. I'm coming to drink with you, man. Mm. You seem like a fun ass drinker. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, you yeah. seem like a fun drinker, man. I, I and I've always like I, I always want to try like like you guys are a beer. Uh, yeah, a few beers. Yeah, ales. yeah. I want I want that. Yeah, I want like a mug of of some of the best beer you got. <laughs> a mug, nice. Yeah, I want a fucking one of them tall mugs too. Like, have you ever been on a stag do with English men? Oh, who? English men. Have you ever been like a bachelor party? With oh like, no, no, I have never. Have you been out with English men? Can I ask a question? Is there yeah. a difference between black and white English men? And the only reason why I say that is because I've been around English men, but they black, mm. and they're like. Their roots are from like Africa or yeah. Jamaica or something like that. So it's like, yeah. it's it's English, but it ain't English, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Dizzy Rascal and Benedict Cumberbatch are wildly <laughs> different. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're not in anything there. Like, Doctor, you're telling me Doctor Strange is... I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is real. I think he was invented to trick American people. If you were trying to conjure up the most English whitest name you could ever come up with. It is with. Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, yes. So all the actors that come yeah. to the you, you to know, America mm -hmm. are very posh white guys that went to private school. Mm. But that isn't the UK. The UK is sort of this no. sort of mix of yeah. there's a lot of sort of scumbags. We're kind of and do you know what I mean like oh, I'm I, not gonna lie, I like scumbags. But this is it. But that's the truth of Britain. The truth yeah. of Britain. So America is the only country in the world that sees us as refined. So in Europe, they're like, it's the English, close the bar, close the fucking bar now. I don't even understand why we look at y'all as refined. I know. Don't forget how America started, right? The worst of the worst motherfuckers got sent here. Like, if you if you were a good person, you were like, I'm not going on a six-month boat ride to some, some land I don't know about. Mm. No, I'm staying right here. 
No, they sent the thieves. They sent the, the degenerates. But they also sent the opportunists. Like they yeah, were kind but, of out there to kind of go, we'll, we'll, we'll take hold of this country. Yeah, they, but I also sent some really fucked up people, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, UK definitely got some degenerates. Oh, and I'm here for it. <laughs> but but and it's but it's exactly. Yeah, but I'm it just here. Feels for like it. there's that the, we're never represented because it's like no, you guys because it's the way you the way we hear you speak. Yeah, like your accent, like to me, you seem smart. Right, right. Yeah. You might be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. This is <laughs> it's, it's Prince Harry syndrome. Yeah, like, but like, we can't get thicker than Prince Harry. Prince so, Harry, like, do you know how much money was spent on his education, and he got an E in arts and a, I think, a D in geography, like top shelf thick, and he managed to snag a really attractive actress yes. in Meghan Markle. Yes. Like, it's mind-blowing. It's probably because he's... he's like he wasn't the, we, getting women in the UK. We like the way he talked. Yeah. I like the way you talk. Yeah, I like the way you talk. So can I ask you, how do we sound to y'all? There's a rhythm and there's yeah. a cadence that I adore yeah. about, like, a particularly American comics. Okay. So the fact you can use the word motherfucker <laughs> in the most... So you can say the phrase, motherfucker be like, motherfucker. and it's just the perfect setup to the yeah. joke. Yeah. Whereas I... I have to, you know, like, he's a bit like, it's not the same as yeah. motherfucker so be you, like. So, so try it. That motherfucker be like. That mother, yeah, it just feels like. <laughs> that, that motherfucker be like, do you know what I mean? No. It just, it isn't, it isn't right, but the cadence no, I see what it. you're saying. I see do you know what I mean? Saying. I see what the, you're saying. The motherfucker's like, it's just. Just the way we, it just rolls off the tongue so so beautifully. But it's not even, you're not even calling him a motherfucker. No, just, you're not even saying he has sex with his mother. No, he's just a like, motherfucker. He, he's, he's just a guy. He's he, just a guy. But he's a bloke. But he's a motherfucker. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there's something <laughs> so beautiful about the fact that, because as far as crimes go, yeah. it's the worst. Yeah. It's like, like it, you know, if if he was going around fucking his mother, like he would, you, you give him a wide berth. You're like, oh, that guy's a motherfucker. Right, right, right. Facts, 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 facts. He's an absolute motherfucker. Facts. Whereas now he's just a guy. He's just a guy. We, so we make him sound yeah. like, a, like, yeah, the motherfucker. He's been fucking his mother. mother. But no, yeah, okay. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's I get what, what you're I mean. Saying. And but it just has a there's a cadence to it. It's it's the best language for stand up. And see. Here's another thing, right? So, like, everybody in the UK to us sounds alike, whereas everybody, I'm pretty sure, in America probably sounds alike to you guys. I don't know that for a fact, but the reason why I say this is because you can tell somebody from Manchester versus yeah. somebody from London. Yeah. Like, I can tell somebody, like, I'm from Philly. Yeah. There's a, New York and Philadelphia are 90 miles away. We talk totally different. Yeah. Um, whereas, but the, in the UK, I know that there's different dialects of your English, but everybody to me, Sounds the same. Yeah. See, it's so interesting because I could take you on a car journey for 10 hours and I would blow your mind. Mm. I'd start off in Portsmouth. Mm. So like people speak like that, just like normal sort of accent. You get to London, it's sort of like that. You get a bit oh. like, and then I take you out the motorway, right? And there's a little bit where suddenly people are quite well-to-do and it's quite mm. posh. And then we get to Birmingham and suddenly that accent appears and you, you're listening to that, the Peaky Blinders, and then I'll, I'll take you a bit further, right? We're in Manchester. We've only got a couple of hours and now, so neighbors like that. And Bro, then, I'm hearing this. This is amazing. I'll take you all the way to Newcastle. Suddenly, for some reason, everyone's sort of speaking like that and it's quite sing-song. And then I'll take you all the way to Scotland, but there's very there's two different now, I do types. Know so Scotland, you've got that on the one saying, yeah, go on that, say, yeah, fucking got that one, mm -hmm. you're a bastard. <laughs> 
And then if I take you down, I can take you to Wales, where everyone speaks like that. But if you come to my part of the world, Bristol, everyone's got that accent, and it's wow. a little bit stupid, wow. and you can't really have a fight because it just sounds so friendly. Wow, wow. there's a wow. lot going on. Wow, you get you you mastered it. Wow, but it's just because, but in the space of a ten-hour journey, whereas yeah, you if you travel in Australia, it's sort of mostly that, right? yeah. and it doesn't really change. Makes it's sense. just the same. That's over dope. and over. That's dope. Do you know how it started? It started, interestingly, there's a thing, I wonder if it's the same here. There's a thing called hedging. So basically, during the uh, agricultural revolution, they used to have strips of land, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd have like loads of different strips and then you talk over your section of land. And because you were communicating over these hedges, mm. the language evolved. That's See, I, and I always want to know why the South, like, because me, when I hear somebody from the South, at least in America, I'll be like, yo, you, you sound stupid. I'm not going to lie. But, but, the, but there's, it's slower, isn't it? It is very slower. A but, whole lot slower. But a there's whole, also a beautiful drool to it. It is. So here's the thing. I, crazy thing is, I love me a woman that got a Southern accent. Mm. If a woman got a Southern accent, whoa, boy. Like, especially like, and then there's different Southern accents. There's Texas Southern accents. There's uh, New Orleans Southern accents. There are Louisiana, there's Atlanta Southern accents, there's Florida Southern accents. It's a beautiful thing now that, we're, that I'm, I'm really thinking about it. Um, what, are the, what are the words that really... That, so, in the South... In my mind, I want, y'all want some biscuits? It's like, <laughs> is, that, is that... Am I close? <laughs> it feels like I happen to hit it. <laughs> feels like I've got it wrong. No, it is wrong, but it's just like, yo, what's some... Because like, I remember uh, I being offered some biscuits. Yeah. And they had honey on them. They were yeah. kind of, it was the most incredible thing yeah. I've ever had. Um, I'm gonna just do New Orleans for a second because their accents always sound like they're singing. So like, they'll say something like, how you doing, baby? You cool, baby? It's like a, it's a Southern draw, but it's like they're, like they're singing the word baby. Mm. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not baby, it's baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. It, it just feels like that care is, but each word is just yeah. slowly coming out. Whereas New York, they, they, <clears throat> their accents are very like, you like, guys want to go play stickball? Yeah, no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> instead of saying talking, they say, yo, who you talking to? Talking. It's yeah, you're talking. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Who you talking? Where, 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 where you walking? You know what I'm saying? Fucking walking. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. that. What is the the final thing you want to put in the box? So we were just talking about New York, and the final thing I want to put in the box is my comedy special that I just filmed in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, good for you, man. First, second, third, what are we dealing with? This is my first one. Oh, wow. It's my first one. How exciting. Yeah, man. What's uh, it called? It's called My Edible Kicked In. Nice. And What's uh, it about? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest with you, so I did a whole tour, and then like, you know, it's about me, like I've been on a journey with edibles, and. During the special, I'm high on the edible, but it's what during the special. During the special, I'm high as I'm high as a wow. kite. Wow, I'm high as a kite on the edible. And were you into edibles beforehand, or was this the first time you'd ever taken one? No, so I was going to say because that's I, that's high crazy. risk. That's yeah, crazy. You know I, mean? nah, I got to edibles around 2018. Uh, I went to a homegirls party of mine. Weed in LA is so it's everywhere. You can get marijuana anywhere. Oh, right? this whole city yeah. stinks of weed and piss. Yeah, you can yeah. get yeah. So she was like, yo, you smoke? I was like, nah, because I, I don't really like the way smoke smells. Yeah. So she was like, yo, I got an edible if you want that. And I'm like, an edible? She's like, yeah, to have a piece of this cookie. I was like, all right. I had a piece of the cookie. It didn't do nothing, right? I was like, yo, that cookie was kind of good, though. Let me get a little more. Got a little more of the cookie maybe two hours later. And it was probably one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. I felt like I was like 
floating on a cloud. Wow. I had never felt no shit like this before. You didn't feel like sunk in? I felt like levitated. I felt like an angel. Wow. Yeah, man. So uh, I, I started doing edibles a lot since then. And then um, I, my branded kind of people been knowing me for doing edibles. Like, you know how Snoop is known for weed? Yeah. It's like the same thing. So, um, so you're known for doing edibles? I'm known for doing edibles. Wowzers. Yeah. And pr presumably if you're high doing stand-up, yeah. what is that like? So, Having, I mean, I've, I've never done stand-up high or drunk. So doing stand-up high for me was, it's the, there's one level of I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that I just that that get that goes your fucks go away. So it's like now, even though I'm I'm trying, of course I'm trying to make you laugh and blah mm. blah 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 blah. But I think the way that I'm telling the joke is just a little bit different, and I think you feel me just a little bit more. And on top of that, it's also I don't care when I'm on edible. I don't care what the audience thinks. You know what I'm saying? And are you not looking at their food thinking I'm gonna fucking have her? <laughs> no, because like so. Here's the thing. There's but how are you concentrating if they've got? Let's say they've got a burger and you're high, mm -hmm. and you're trying to tell jokes. Presumably there is some part of your brain going, "You could fucking eat that." So right I'll now. say this: I only get high to a certain point, right? So there is levels to this, right? So when I'm on stage, I'm no more than 15 milligrams in. It's almost like you ever have a drink and it's like I got a buzz. I'm tipsy, yeah, but I'm not drunk. Gotcha. It's yeah. like, I'm not full-blown smacked, yeah. but I'm like, I feel good. Yeah. That's it. So, and would you do it like most days? I used to, I stopped. Uh, yeah. I'm on medication now for, you know, for, you know, I'll be honest, I'm on bipolar meds. Uh, okay. I just started doing it. Okay. And it's helped me tremendously, but you can't really be high doing that because it mess with your, you know, mess with your brain and stuff. Fuck a duck. Yeah. So you've got a special mm -hmm. that, and you described the the effect that edibles had for you. It was a it was and I'm gonna be honest with you. This special is my best work. But the, but this is what I mean. So you're super proud of it. You mm -hmm. feel like an angel, mm -hmm. and then suddenly you discover that you're bipolar. Mm -hmm. You have to have medication, and mm -hmm. you can't have the thing that makes you feel like an angel. You son of a bitch. You can have it. It has to be in moderation. Yeah. You can't get high every day. No. You can you maybe once a week. But if you feel like an angel, right. the, <laughs> the sort of desire right. to soar must mm -hmm. be brutal. Yeah, but it's like, you start finding other ways to cope and stuff like that, right? right? Like, so I'm not, even though I'm not getting high, right? And I'm not really drinking like, or I'll have a wine yeah. every once. Like, I'm chilling. Like, yeah. I was never beholden to an edible either, Yeah. Okay. right? Like, I didn't have to do it. Mm. It was just fun. Yeah. So like with this special, I wanted to do stand-up Make it a little bit more fun. Okay. So this special is fun. So when was this? When was the special released? Uh, it just came out on Thursday, October fifth. There you go. Yeah. Check it out now. Yeah. I think this is it. You I think, think this is going to take me over. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like I'm seeing you. You know, we've we're seeing YouTube specials. It's, it it changes comedians' careers. Yeah. I saw a clip of you on your Instagram, mm -hmm. and uh, you were talking about. Uh, you enjoy having your nipples. That's <laughs> yeah. on the special too. Yeah, I really enjoy. I it. like my bi I like my titty suck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why I really enjoy it, and it feels like the crowd are really with you. They was having a good time that yeah, night. Yeah, I was in the pocket that night. I yeah. think I was in Chicago that night. Yeah, I but, remember that. But you were the, the the key part of it is you were sort of imploring the men to make noises. And what I loved about it was the noise that the women in the audience made was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. So they were they were like 
screaming, preach, preach. <laughs> yeah, guys was looking at me like, no. Yeah, but it's such a, it was such a funny thing. I like, is that a thing? Do, do American men traditionally not make noises? So I'm gonna be honest with you, right? Because I imagine you people don't shut the fuck up. A lot of guys, <laughs> it's like a- I'm coming, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. That's me, I ain't gonna lie. gets it, Jeff. Like, it's always embarrassing. Fire and ice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always embarrassing looking your lady in the eye after you came. Cause yeah. it's like, you sound like, you're very vulnerable when you do it. And then when you lay down next to her, you're like, forget anything that I just said in that moment. <laughs> Forget anything I just did. Wow, yeah. what are you, are you confessing? No, I'm just be- Fuck the Illuminati. <laughs> no. Listen, darling, when I, when I reach no, Epiphany, I, remember, I killed a man. I told a girl I loved her during that, and, yeah. and I, but I didn't love her, like we okay. just met, like. But you, but there's nothing, well, and you had to say, look, I don't, I don't actually. I don't, yeah, I, I, did, don't, I did go back, and I had to be like, hey, you know, it was just, that was nut talk. That was nut talk. Nut talk. You know, you nut. I mean, that was cum talk. That has to be the name of your second special. Cum talk. <laughs> the um, but the audience were loving it. it was yeah, so great. So there was just... guys have this masculine thing, right? Where it's mm. like anything other than just penetration is gay. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, if a woman is sucking your nipples, yeah, what's gay about that? Yeah, guys don't want to admit they moan in the bedroom. But who's going to know if you moan? Yeah. I'm never going to see you fuck. Yeah. You're never going to see me fuck. Yeah. So how would you know, like, whether I'm moaning or, like, why do you care? Yeah, but it's so funny because it isn't one of those conversations you're ever going to have with a mate. Never going to have like, a conversation. Do you know what I mean? You're like, did, did what, you moan last night? Yeah. Like, like, you're sort of 19 in your pub and you're like, do, do you mind if I ask, what kind of decibel are you reaching? Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> but also, too, the older I've gotten, I don't talk sex with my homeboys. Yeah. Yeah, my home, my close male friends or my male friends, we don't talk about yeah. like the intricacies of of our bedroom. Yeah, it's that's odd. weird. I've that's only weird. got one friend of mine who does that, and whenever it's our birthday, he, <laughs> he will text one of us in the group and go, "Oh, how you getting on? It's your birthday. Let me know." That's weird. Like, yeah, we. And then I've seen my other friends have sex with their wives, and then go and they put you know like in Lord of the Rings when they light the fire, so they kind of put that. But it's such a weird yeah, it's thing. Weird. Yeah, we don't now I'm thinking this. about my mate rolling off of his wife, putting the fire. Rare, the like, <laughs> so, and then thumbs up, like some weird. Yeah, man. Like, I don't, like I, he's filling in a spreadsheet. Filling in a spreadsheet is hilarious. But do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, no, you're it's right. It's so you're right. like odd to kind of right. go, like it's it's like, Why it's do you like think when you we it's, care. Well, it's sort of that thing when you lose your virginity. I remember losing my virginity. And all I was thinking about That's, was, yeah. this is it. Yeah. I can't wait to tell my mates. I couldn't it, wait. That, that sense of just yes. kind of, yes, I'm in the gang. I got a true story for you. I remember forget, it was my best friend, Mo. He can confirm this story. Mm. It was 12th birthday. I'm 13 years old. This was the very first time I had a wet dream. I never forget he had a birthday party at his house. I walked in. The first thing I tell all my friends is, yo, guess what happened to me last night? Yo. I nutted, I had a wet dream last night. And everybody, even his mom looked at me and was like, you didn't come in here saying happy birthday. You didn't come in here with a card or nothing. The first <laughs> thing you came in here is you wanna tell somebody that you had a dream and you came. Mm. And nobody cared. Well, I was really upset about that. <laughs> nobody cared. Have you ever done that as stand-up? No, I've never put that as stand-up. It's hilarious. That's <laughs> the very fact that the mum is involved. She she was very disgusted with me. Like yeah, she absolutely she wanted to tell it's a my mom. Year old I, had, party. I had to beg her not to tell my mom I did this. <laughs> I'm like, look man, it was just a big milestone for me. Like 
I just, you know what I mean? And then I remember telling, I remember you that- tell anyone about this, you witch. But the crazy thing is the same, the, like maybe two hours before, and I, the reason why I went to tell my friends this is because maybe three hours before I told my dad, he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I told my, like, cause I was like, yo, I'm in the club now. Like I, I could come. And my, my dad was just like, okay. So you were just going from disappointment to disappointment. Disappointment, right. Like nobody cared. <laughs> so and presumably you woke up with this like, oh, oh, oh my God, I'm a man. I just remember. I, I gotta go to my 12 year old mate's party and tell I, him. <laughs> right, I remember it happening. I remember in the moment it happened and I woke up and I was like, oh, my drawers was really sticky and yeah, yeah, it was a good thing. I mean, I understand telling your mates when you're 12, but not when the mum's within earshot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I, and yeah. you, it was bad. And you didn't have a present. No, you fucking pig. That was a piece of shit. <laughs> like, but like, but like, that's the gift. No wonder they were stunned. Yeah, they was pissed. He's your best friend. This is my best friend. You know, like, well, you got me Scalectrics and like a Game Boy. No, no, I got a story. I got a story <laughs> about me. Not even, no, not even about you. It's yeah. about me. Exactly. Yeah. And then the mum was like, two things. A, I'm telling you, mum. <laughs> B, you're never sleeping over here ever, ever. <laughs> You pig. I'm definitely not getting invited to the sleepover. Yeah, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. And what is the what is the special about then? So when it comes to jokes, I'm a storyteller. Yeah. And these are stories that really show me becoming a man. This is definitely a coming of age special. And it's good perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you watch this special, you're going to know exactly who I am. Right. Everybody that left that theater that night was like, oh, I know who Clint is. And what, what do you mean when you became a man? What is, give me an example of When that. you become a man, it's the two things. The day you realize it's not about you, yeah. right? When you and, and you're not selfish. And then the second day is when you realize you know who you're not. Okay. So like, it's one thing to know who you are and what you're about, but there's yeah. a lot of th times, a lot of guys aren't self-aware of who, what they're not. Right. I know what I'm not and it shows in the special. That's interesting. So we're gonna find out what you're not. What I'm not. Is there a little hint of what you're not? Yeah, I'm not sexy. You're not sexy. So like part of the, the very first joke of the special, I talk about how during the pandemic, me and my lady couldn't see each other. Mm. So I asked her to send me a nude. And she was like, nah, I don't really send nudes. I'm a little insecure about my body. And I'm like, but I realized that's when it's time for me to hype her up. Mm. You know, let me let her know how fine she really is. So mm. I'm telling her like, you know, I'm giving her encouragement. Like, yo, come through stretch marks, send me the nude. So after a little bit of encouragement, she finally sends it. After she sends a nude though, three months later, she asked me to send a nude. After three months? She sent me a nude. She said, Clint, send me a nude. I sent her a dick pic. She was like, this mm. isn't what I asked for. She said, I asked for a nude. I'm like, full body? She's like, yeah. And I got naked and I went in front of a full body mirror and I realized I can't show her this. Yeah. Like you're not as fine as you think you are. Mm. Men, we like women who got fat ass, big titties. I got them. You got a fat ass and big titties. I got, I got yeah. a fat ass and big titties. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But That's I know my first that- When you walked in, I was like, fucking hell, he's got a shelf. <laughs> but it's just like more so like, yeah. So, but I know I'm not fine, right? I know like I have insecurities about my body yeah. the same way as women do. So okay. that's that's the point. That's kind of interesting. Eh? The joke is a lot better on, on the special. No, no, no. Way. <laughs> but the, so it's about vulnerability. Yes. Vul and yes, yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought that was really funny. Like, because it's such a funny bit about how you enjoy having your nipples sucked. That's literally the right the joke right after that. Like, yeah, but it's really funny because yeah. you, you, it really is that thing of it's a funny example of mm -hmm. admitting a vulnerability, mm -hmm. but it's something you get pleasure from. Yes. I, like, I don't think I've ever had my 
nipples go get your boobs sucked yeah but the thing is <laughs> you deserve it yeah no i'm not saying i Men don't deserve foreplay too sure but what's going to be so funny about your special people are going to watch it let's say they watch it as a couple and then there's going to be a moment, yeah, maybe a week, maybe a month later, so when I'm the man so turns to the, the woman and says, suck my tits. Last week, could, um, <laughs> my wife is 30 years. Suck my tits. You know what's funny? <laughs> so at the end of my set, a lot of times, right, I will say, like, I'll bring it back and I'll be like, guys, get your boobs sucked tonight. As a matter of fact, if you get your boobs sucked, fellas, do me a favor. Just send me a DM with the, with the emoji. Yeah. I get guys who yeah. send me that. And I like, I'm like, my man. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm gonna try and get that. I mean, I'm, I'm away from home for six weeks. But when you get back, um, get your boot. I'm gonna remind you. Yeah, you do. Let, <laughs> like, t I'll, I'll send you a message. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like remind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. 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 That was so excellent. That was Clint Coley's Wonderbox. You can get tickets for his tour at myediblewaroff.com, and his podcast is called Music Is the Love Language. Thanks for listening. See you next week.